God created us to dream big. We find women in the Bible who chased after a vision, and we can too. When we align our ambition with His purpose, we get to experience success His way. Let's talk about it with Cece Winans, Christine Kane, Shelly Giglio, and Lisa Harper. Okay, in case you didn't realise, I'm Greek. So I am very drawn to anything that happens in Greece, the whole deal. And I love the fact that today we're going to be talking about godly ambition. And I love the fact that at Better Together and in the 21st century, we're living in a time where we don't have to spend the whole program trying to tell girls, it's okay, you can have ambition, you know, Mm. you can desire something more for your life. I think we've been telling women that for um, a really long time, that we're actually starting to believe it and that the higher conversation mm-hmm. is going to need to be had, okay, right. what's godly ambition and what's selfish ambition, whether it's for men or for women, because mm, the right. fact is that, uh, right. you know, all of us, no matter what our gender is, is we ought to be pursuing godly ambition. And so let's just start at the beginning where you go, okay, are there chicks in the Bible that actually did? Well, of course, the first European convert was a woman yeah. and <laughs> it happened. She was baptised in Philippi. You're saying, why are you excited, Chris? because our A21 headquarters is in Thessaloniki, Greece. 45 minutes drive Mm. up the road is Philippi. And this is where Lydia was water baptised. And you could tell Mm -hmm. I'm Pentecostal. All my Baptist friends watching this, you go, what other kind of baptism is there? But anyway, so us Pentecostals (laughs) like to confirm water baptised. And so it was like the first conversion, the first water baptism that happened. And it was a chick and not just any kind of chick. Okay, let me just say, this is going to blow your mind. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 16, Luke writes, so setting sail from Troas, we made direct voyage to Sumatres and the following day, to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. So again, I want to show you, um, it's not only Jesus in the Gospels that spoke to women. Here we are now, we're in Philippi, they're sitting down talking to the chicks and it says, um, one who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Theatira, a seller of purple goods. So man, we've got a businesswoman for shout out to yeah. all the business chicks out mm-hmm. here. So she was a seller right. of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. <gasps> Christine, you mean you could be in business and worship God? Oh yeah, this is gonna oh. blow your mind right now, right here. So it says, and she was also a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. So girls, just another shout out. Don't throw away everything Paul said because even the Lord opened up her heart to hear everything that was said by Paul. And after she was baptised and her household as well. This is what I love about chicks because once we get saved, everyone's getting saved with us. That's just the way that it is, whether you want (laughs) to or not. She urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Okay. So here is a woman. Obviously, she's a woman that knows what she's about. She's got a business. Um, she's selling her goods, right. purple goods, so fine linen. Uh, you could go to Proverbs 31 as well and see in the Old Testament, there's a precedent for this mm-hmm. kind of chick. Um, a yeah. woman that is fantastic, mm-hmm. that is obviously got it together. She's a businesswoman and she runs a family mm-hmm. and she manages a household and she's got a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And so some of you are wondering, you know, is God okay with that kind of woman? And, and I'm saying, yes. I'm, I'm I'm now 55 this year. Can I say when I started in ministry in my early 20s, um, 
It, my particular sector of the church was very open to women maximising their gifts, but as I started to travel, I realised that this is not everyone's story. A lot of people like, right. oh, my gosh, if you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus must want to quench your gifts. He must want to quench your talents and he wants to minimise you. And, um, you know, I come from a Greek Orthodox home, so in my Greek culture... A woman was only, only encouraged to wash, iron, cook, clean, become a good wife, look after a husband. That was a cultural thing. That's not a Jesus thing. That was a, a cultural thing. And I had adapted a lot of that. So I had to renew my mind. Uh, when I got saved and I felt the call of God and I didn't know what that meant. You go, what's the call of God? I felt called to Jesus mm -hmm. to do whatever Jesus wanted me to do. That's what I still feel at 55. Right. I'm called to Jesus to keep saying yes to Jesus. I didn't know I would be doing A21 at 21 when I was saved at 21 years old because I did not even know human trafficking existed. Some of you who are posting mm -hmm. at 22 years old, the thing God's called you to do and what it is and how it's, I'm like, how do you even know what it's gonna be? <laughs> I didn't even know trafficking existed when I was 21. I didn't even know that I would be yeah. doing what I'm doing with women. But I, my godly ambition was, oh, I want the gospel to go to the uttermost parts of the That's earth. Right. I don't care what part yeah. I play. I mean, anyone that knew That's me back then, they would tell you this to be true. I will do whatever I have to do to play a right. part in God's grand story of making mm. the name of Jesus Christ famous Amen. on the earth, of going into Amen. all the world and making right. disciples. Amen. I just took very seriously right. uh, the fact that I believed we were called for the evangelization of planet Earth before yeah. the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's what I think yeah. everyone's job is if you're yeah. a Christian. Yeah. But you could be a Christian yeah. businesswoman, that's your job. A Christian, a female, and right. you're a teacher. You're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a stay-at-home mother homeschooling 10 kids. Yeah. All the other stuff, when I say secondary, it's important because it's how God made you, but it's for the higher purpose of going into all the world and making yeah, disciples right. of all nations. And so that is godly ambition. But you know, um, the word ambition I know is in scripture, uh, it's seven times and mostly it's in the context of do nothing out of selfish ambition, right. uh, Paul writes. Um, you know, Jesus did not consider, uh, he didn't do anything out of selfish ambition. He made himself, he lowered himself and made himself humble to fulfill um, the Father's purpose. But Paul, right. three times, he uses the word ambition um, in the, he says, I have made it my ambition. And that was to take, make, take the gospel out further. I've made it my ambition not to preach in another man's field, but to preach in my, I have made it my ambition. So ambition's not a bad thing. Three times he talks right. about what godly ambition is. And of course, godly ambition is to fulfill the purpose of God in our generation, in our right. sphere of right. influence. That's godly ambition. Yes. Now we don't live in a world that's full of godly ambition. We are living in a world that is gonna press every button for every one of us, me and you, included to pursue selfish ambition. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything in right. our world is self. We need you to be self-actualized. We need you to be self-realized. We need you to be self-determined. We, we need you to live your best life. You do you, boo. It's all yeah. about becoming the best version of you, whatever the heck. The best version of me needed to be killed and I needed to be saved and Amen. delivered and healed. That's all I'm trying to say. I needed, right. I needed to be right. dead to self yeah. and alive to right. Christ yes. in that sense. Um, yes. So I think in a culture that celebrates selfish ambition, We've got to be really be careful as Christian women. Lydia, uh, and the whole point coming full circle back to Lydia, is she was a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. She heard the gospel, got saved, got baptised, and the first thing she did 
was begin to give of her resources to say, okay, come to my house. Let's work this thing out. What am I going to do? What's my part in advancing the cause of the gospel Mm -hmm. Uh, through the gifts that God's given me, through the talents God's given me, through the resources God's given me, whatever sphere of life that is, Lydia had godly ambition. So she, she... it didn't diminish what she was right. doing before. It gave that greater purpose. Mm-hmm. And in fact, she probably right. uh, excelled even more because now there was a greater purpose right, for her right. resource and a greater that's purpose right. for her gift and her talents. And right. that's what I want to encourage women to do. Never from me am I ever going to try to put guilt, shame or condemnation, say, you know, oh, you've, you've got to just like minimise yourself, shrink yourself. I actually want you to fully flourish in life. We all do it better together. But to know what that is for, and it's for the purpose of the cause of right. the king and his kingdom. Right. I don't know. What do you all think? So don't you good, think that it's so pretty good, obvious so when, when Colossians comes around and it's, it doesn't say what you do, it says whatever you do? Whatever. Yeah. It feels like, hello, right. that's pretty yeah. clarifying. I think part of the enemy's plan is to get us focused on what we do. So we spend all this energy on finding the will of God, like it's a needle in a haystack, and we're going to have to dig and dig Mm -hmm. and dig until we finally come up with it. And when we finally come up with it, then we're going to be able to serve God. And I'm like, actually, God says in his scripture, whatever you do, do it for some higher purpose, and that is the glory of God. And if you'll do that and carry that, it doesn't so much matter what you do. It's more about how you do what you do. That's awesome. Um, uh, Pastor Alvin the other night was encouraging everybody to go back to their vision boards. You know, people have been encouraged to do vision boards. And basically he said, if your vision board does not include souls coming into the kingdom, (laughs) then that's not God's vision for you. That's so good. (laughs) You know, it's so important to understand the purpose of what every gift that God has given us, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, the glo- you know, yeah, for the, glory, the, for of the glory of God, right. because when he's glorified, then people come to know who That's he right. is. I'll tell you, I think one of the easiest ways for me, Chris, is when you talked about, you know, let's talk about the, the higher thinking of what's the difference between godly ambition and selfish ambition. For me, that's a a pretty simple litmus test. It's how do I respond when someone else gets the accolades or recognition I thought I deserved? And Mm. if my heart gets, then my ambition was not, was more about me than it was about the elevation of the gospel was more about making Jesus famous. I have the massive privilege of getting to speak at a lot of conferences with Chris. Well, I mean, goodness gracious, that's like wearing a skirt after Tina Turner. I mean, she's just (laughs) phenomenally gifted when it comes to preaching and verbal communication. And so, I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, it must be hard to follow Chris Kane. (laughs) And I'm like, Actually, it's not because if I just get on base, she'll bat me around and I still get the World Series ring and the $10,000 bonus. Because if my goal is that people will hear the gospel, goodness gracious, I get to be an elbow in the body of Christ. And so I think the litmus test for us, if you want to go, what is my ambition? Is it godly or is it selfish? How do you feel when someone else around you gets celebrated, gets accolades, especially if you think you had something to do with their success, but nobody knows your name. That'll that'll clean your pipes out pretty quick. 
Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. And, you know, also it's something that you have to continue. Oh, yeah. You know, in our flesh yeah. dwells no, in my flesh, I'll no just talk for me today, <laughs> right. dwells no good thing. Right. And and I'll just speak, too, from the industry of the music industry mm-hmm. of what we do. That is something you have to consistently right. check and consistently mm-hmm take to the cross. This is right. not about right. you. This mm-hmm. is about right. Jesus. Mm-mm. This is about his name being magnified. People having an encounter with him. You know, when I pray before I go and do anything, it's like, Holy right. Spirit, show up. Because if I just show up, that's nothing's right. going to happen. That's right. yeah. Nothing that's going to, you know. That's right. And so it's so important that we understand that like we said, godly ambition is to honor him, but also to understand that you have to continue to crucify your flesh daily because our flesh always wars against the spirit. It's not if or if it will, it will. will. (laughs) Daily it's a war, you know, but you have to continue to take your flesh to the cross and you do that by submitting to him. Always like, like Lisa said, always, okay, what did I feel? The Holy Spirit will tell you, you know what? That feeling was wrong. That's not me. And you got to be quick to repent. And you Mm -hmm. know, you don't, you don't have to be down. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to Listen to the enemy telling you you're not there for God. Right. No, no, no. You bind it and you That's keep right. going, you know, but you recognize it right. that because if not, flesh will will set in and it's easy to, right. to go into selfish ambition. Well, because humility is not shame. And I think we get that one confused, too. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And I think a lot of us have been deluded into thinking if I say, oh, woe is me, I'm just dirt, I'm lower than a worm's belly, then I'm showing huge humility. And I'm like, no, first of all, it's not about me. That's just narcissism in a nicer outfit. You know, let's mm. put the attention back on who God is. But to to be a steward of glory together, yeah. glory belongs to the Lord, doesn't mean I take the attention to tell you how horrible I am. Right. It's that I use that momentum to go, let me tell you how great our God is. And yeah. so yeah. I think women especially tend to get humility confused with shame. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, I'm no good. A woman did that to me recently. I was at a women's conference. Mm-hmm. and I mean, God was just showing off. You know, people were getting saved. People were getting healed. It was incredible. And I turned to a woman next to me because she was <laughs> part of the leadership team that put this conference on. And I said, this is amazing. And she went, oh, no, it's not about me. It's all about Jesus. And I was like, well, I wasn't even thinking about you until you brought you up. I knew it was about Jesus. So I think, you know, we do have to, even as we're thinking, what is our ambition? Our, do you think less of yourself Mm-mm. or do you just think of yourself less? Yeah. I think that the the part of humility that maybe we don't understand is that humility is recognizing that there is a path made for you. God directs our path That's right. and that we get to walk That's in right. that path. Mm-hmm. And so That's humbly right. before God, we walk. And if we're ambitiously going right. after God and his purpose, then everything seems to take care of itself. If we passionately pursue and ambitiously go towards God, it's not what we do, it's why we do it. And so that makes right. the the path clear and then God can use us to, to do anything. Mm-hmm. Part of what gets us so confused sometimes about how centric we are to the story is when we spend all of our energy looking side to side instead Mm -hmm. of what you just described as the path that was carved out for us. 
Yeah. And when we get distracted by what everybody else is doing, right. then we feel like we are in competition with what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. When in fact, God right. has created a unique path for us. For you today, He's created a neat, unique right. path. For me, He's created a unique path. Right. And the way I can engage sometimes in that path best is by if I am looking side to side instead of competing with what I see by celebrating it. I I literally could not be more excited about what God is doing through Christine Kane or through Cece Winans. Like that is my joy too, Mm -hmm. that I get to be in proximity to people that God is using. And when I choose to look at them and say, you know, instead of looking at my life and thinking, well, I wish I was on other stages or I wish somehow that I had other opportunities. If I could just say the fact that God is using your life to bring light and joy and life to people in the the name of Jesus is my joy yeah. and I will celebrate you every right. breath I have. Yeah. Beautiful. I think a lot of right. it too. Yeah, it's it's understanding we are one body, many parts. There is only one head of this whole story. Right. right. His name That's is Jesus. It. And so right. I think it's right. when we forget that we're about the Father's business and the mission of God. Um, then we start to make it like a worldly system. It's sort of like, you know, it, this is not a sporting game where we're right. sporting teams competing against each other or uh, the stock right. market where we're, you know, up and down competing. We are right. together trying to advance the kingdom of yes. God. But the enemy, That's right. the enemy, for the, the fact that Paul has to say do nothing out of selfish ambition means yeah. our hearts are very prone to wonder. Yeah. Our hearts yeah, are very prone. Um, and I have to check myself. You know, the only way you really uh, know whether you have selfish ambition or not is exactly how Lisa says, the Lord will make sure either you are overlooked <laughs> when you shouldn't be or that you are not given yep, credit when right. you should be or whatever. It, right. it, it, it will be something where you and God know yeah. that this is your test. Like, okay, God, am I really in it? Mm-hmm. Um, I have found myself over the last year, um, I have said, I don't know how many times the Philippian scripture out loud going, um, some indeed preach Christ out of envy and strife. Just be on social media for five seconds and you see it. And some from goodwill. What then? Christine, whether in pretense or in truth, in this I will rejoice that Christ is preached. And I have to keep telling myself, like, Chris, you are in this for God. This is the bottom line and you will rejoice that Christ is preached and leave everything else to God. And this is how you know when you step over. I think think, um, godly ambition, you are drawn you are drawn, when I say the call of God, you are drawn to Jesus, to yeah. his mission, to following him, to denying yourself, taking up your cross, following him. Uh, you're drawn. But a mm. selfish ambition, you become driven. Yeah. You become driven that um, mm-hmm. I need to be the biggest, I need to be the fastest, I need to be the best, I need the accolades, I need the sticker, I need the blue check, I need this or, you know, I need that promotion, right. I need that title, that corner office, I need that kind of spouse. I need. When you start becoming driven, and I think everything in our culture, this is, I'm trying to warn somebody here. Yeah. Everything in our culture, the enemy has, he has set an aside. Look, I don't even know if you believe in the devil, but he is real. And he is after yeah. a generation because he is trying to feed that selfish ambition. Yep. He's trying to feed that thing on the inside of us right. that says, 
you deserve more. You should have more. You, now, listen, I am all about a Genesis 1 Christian. I am. I've spent 30 years of my ministry life telling everyone the fall happened in Genesis 3. In the beginning, we were created in the image of God. It was good. It, but right. I am not deluded to think that we are all so awesome that we deserve. No, I'm saying right. there is none righteous, not right. one. No For all have no. sinned and yeah. fallen short of yeah. the glory of God. Yes, you all no. might think you're awesome. Yes. I know that I. there is no good. <laughs> Good way in me, and I no still believe thing. that God right. yeah. made. Uh, I'm created in the image of God, and that I've been redeemed. But the thing is, mm -hmm. I'm not deluded enough to think this side of eternity mm -hmm. that my heart. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and yeah. desperately wicked. Who can right. know it? I ask the Lord. You don't know right. how often going. God, search me, try me, see if there's any evil way Urge in me, right. because I promise you there probably is. Yeah. And so I think if you're right. asking those questions you're more at least going to be in a place where you go, um, God, uh, I'm open, please help yeah. me. I wanna stay on track. But I think even in our Christianity, I'm talking to Christians now, we are selling out to some oh, yeah. kind of theology that's just sort of going, you know what? We may as well be secular. We may as well be live your best life. You're right. awesome. Right. You do. And I'm like, whoa, right. this is dangerous. At least I'll be the theologian right. here. Do you yeah. know what I'm trying Very to say? Dangerous. Yeah. Well, right, I'll tell you the deep theological thought I just had. It was about corn and strawberry cake Yum. because <laughs> I am in a season where I can't wear any of my pants with zippers right now. Right. And so I'm trying to have a, a reasonable <laughs> amount of carbon take every day instead of the... During COVID, I, I think I just decided carbs were from Jesus, so I communed <laughs> with a lot of them. He was the bread of life. And I was... Yeah, I was at a friend's house yesterday and, and we had a kind of a, a celebration for another girl. And I thought, gosh, I really love corn. And I knew how many carbs were in the corn and I had the corn and I did not know they had this homemade strawberry cake at the end of the meal. And so I was like, shoot, I cannot believe I gave up the cake for corn. And I think, you know, you can be in Christ. You know, God says, <laughs> if you put your heart in, in Jesus, nothing, not even death can snatch you from his hand. But if you're choosing to spend your time and attention thinking about somebody else's success, mm -hmm. then what God has called you to, you don't get the peace. Right. That robs you of peace. You're having corn instead of strawberry cake. And it's like, yeah, God still loves you. God still called you, but there's so much more. It was so much yeah. better. Yeah. And you settled for this lack of peace and this mediocrity when he's called you to a specific greatness yeah. and a hope and a peace and something that you uniquely are called to and, and you're losing joy if you're focused on somebody else's race. So good, Lisa. As I'm reading into that um, strawberry cake and corn sort of <laughs> deep uh, analogy, <laughs> what we we're saying is at the end of the day, godly ambition, like, I, you know, I'm also not of the theology where I, I call it like the Doris Day theology. <laughs> I think it might be like a hyper-Calvinism. I'm not sure, but it's like this case. Do you remember, because we're all old enough on this show, do you remember that Doris Day song, like, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will uh -huh, be, the yeah, future. Uh -huh, like, we have these extremes of like, man, God couldn't do it without me, or... Uh -huh. God's just going to do whatever he wants right. to do. And I'm sitting here going, no, no, no. Right. A godly ambition is that I've been invited into the story of God as a co-laborer with Amen. Christ Jesus. Yes. And I want so good, to be fruitful yep. in every area of my That's life. Right. It is to our Father's yeah. great glory that we what? Yep. We bear right 
much fruit. Yes, You've got to have a degree of godly fruit. ambition to want to bear fruit. Yeah. I can't sit in bed today right. or sit by the ocean and be bearing the fruit that God wants me to bear. You've got to co-labor with God, be involved with God. Right. So I want to speak to someone and say, you need some ambition. We need to yeah. get up and go, right. I want godly ambition. Right. But I understand there is a theological school of thought that has kept a lot of Christians going, I'm just hanging on till the rapture. Hurry up, Jesus. I'm just going to try not right. to sin. And I don't know what I should be doing, but I'm just hanging on. I'm just, as long as I don't have sex or drugs or rock and roll, but I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on to the rapture. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. Okay. No, no, no. There is an it abundant is. life here, sweetheart. There is a little right. bit more that God wants. Right. But right. you've got to have ambition to step into what right. that is and to bear the fruit right. that God wants you to have. But then a selfish one that says, move over, God. I've got a better way. And once you start having to compromise right. the ways of God to do what you think is the will of God, you've stepped out of the purpose of God. Yes. You never, there is nothing that you could say, well, Christine, I'm, I'm compromising this word because I want to achieve this for God. <laughs> this I'm just saying, honey, you're out of the will of God and you're out of the yes. purpose of God. And right. selfish ambition <laughs> right. is going to take you very often out of the word of God mm. into the ways of the world mm -hmm. to fulfill what you say is the purpose Amen. of God. But I dare say that then you're out of the will of God. Yeah. So let me just pray for so you all. So Father, I, I thank Amen. you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you've called us up higher. I thank you that you've called us to an awesome purpose and destiny. And thank I pray, Father, that you would ignite a sense of godly ambition in yes. each one of us, everyone on the other side of the screen, yeah. to step up and do all that you've called them to do and to yeah. be who you've called them to be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. In, the, in the words of Proverbs 31, 30, it says, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And that, girlfriends and boyfriends, <laughs> that should be our greatest Amen. ambition.